Welcome to the Perfume Room, you guys. Today is my first ever solo episode. I'm super excited. I thought, you know, I've gotten some new followers recently and I just wanted to do an episode. I get so, so many questions where I just wanted to answer a lot of the questions that I get from you guys on TikTok, in my DMs, on Instagram. So that is what this is gonna be and I'm really excited for all of the new listeners. My scent of the day is Atelier Jasmine Angelique. I love it because it is this warm, ambery, jasmine angelica fragrance there are resinous notes in the fragrance of amber and incense and it opens in a really jasmine galbanum angelica way and it just smells absolutely green and absolutely fresh there's notes of fig as well but then it's warmed by the base notes which are incense white amber and tonka bean and they just add this hug to the fragrance and i just i never feel like i describe green fragrances as warm and this is a warm green fragrance. It is so special. So the first question I get asked a lot is how I got into fragrance. And I will just say I got into it first as a consumer. Like I've just always been obsessed with perfume. When I was a kid, any store I would go into, my first thing was like going straight to like the sprays and body splashes, whether it was at Limited 2 or Victoria's Secret or Gap or even like the drugstore. Like I remember there was that like aerosol can I had a babysitter who wore this and it was like a blue and teal aerosol can and it smelled truly like hairspray and I loved it and I would douse myself in it but I've just always loved smells I was always the type of person that like when I was looking for like a new shampoo or soap or conditioner I didn't even go by whatever was marketed I just went straight by the smell and would just spend hours sniffing bottles in the drugstore So yeah, the first fragrance I ever had was Gap Dream. I've talked about that on the pod. And I also had such a variety of like all the like apple body sprays from Victoria's Secret and Père Glacé and all the stuff from Limited 2. And then I started to get um, into fragrance and I got DKNY Be Delicious. I loved all the fruity floral Escadas. Escada Beza Hippie was my jam. But yeah, that's how I got into fragrance. And then, yeah, a little bit about my personal background. So aside from all these fragrance videos that I do, I am also a comedian. I do stand-up comedy around New York, although I will say with like the pandemic, that's definitely been thwarted a bit. Um, And I have an improv background as well. And I am also a matchmaker. So I kind of see myself right now as sort of like the human and perfume matchmaker. I think I just like finding what jives with people, whether that's like another person to date or a signature scent. And then prior to that, I had a corporate background in marketing and I quit that job because it made me very, very unhappy. So let's get to some more of your questions. One of the questions I received was, what are scents that I consider risky versus safe? And I think broadly, I think risky scents are just notes that can be polarizing. I think a lot of people feel very strongly about hating very sweet scents. I think vanilla can be incredibly polarizing. I also think notes that are just strong in general. I think patchouli is incredibly polarizing. And I know this because whenever I post a video talking about how much I love patchouli, which for the record I do, I always get comments of people like commenting the vomit emoji. I think if you are looking for like a neutral fragrance, with that said, like the safe fragrances I would recommend, I feel like citrus is always safe. Like I don't really know anybody who hates a citrus scent. Maybe it's not the scent that you're reaching for, but if you're trying to have something with mass appeal, I feel like fresh and clean is the way to go. And to me, that's citrus. 
I also think skin scents are a good um, mass appealing thing. Like I think white musks, you know, I can't imagine somebody hating someone else wearing Namat Amber or Juliet has a gun. I think these are very easy scents to, to wear in any situation. Another question I got was what are some of my favorite low end lines? And I have several, and with that said, they're not all low end, but they're more affordable. So I think Good Chemistry, which is a line that was created for Target, is amazing. I personally am a huge fan of Wild Child, which to me is like a really nice fresh fig fragrance. Um, I love Brainiac. They might have rebranded the name, but Brainiac to me smells similar to like D&G Light Blue. There isn't any note of Palo Santo listed, but I swear I smell Palo Santo. It's very cedary and fresh and clean. It's like a very clean, good, everyday woody scent. And, you know, the question I got before about safe scents, I would totally put Brainiac in that chemistry. Very mass appealing, um, very gender fluid. Another one I like by them, um, I thought Copper Canyon was a really lovely scent. Um, Oh, and Solar Jasmine. Solar Jasmine, I think if you like black opium, if you like some of those sweet fragrances, I think Solar Jasmine is an incredible dupe. And I'm pretty sure that the um, tubes retail for like 10 or $11 and the full bottles retail for 25 So it's an incredibly affordable price point. Some other lines I'm really into. Namat, obviously you know I wax poetic about Namat Amber. I think Namat Sandalwood is also really nice. Pacifica is another great line. They sell that at Whole Foods and I think they sell that at Target. They have an amazing blood orange scent that I love. They have a really nice gardenia scent. And then another brand, and I actually have a discount code with them, is Chorus. And I feel like Chorus is a brand that we know for skincare. You know, like they have body washes and different face creams, but they also have a very lesser known component to them, Mm -hmm. which is all their fragrances. And their full bottles retail for $49. I also have a code for Chorus, so you can get a bottle for $40. And they, I haven't tried all of them, so I can't recommend like every single one. The ones I have tried are Cashmere Kumquat, Apothecary Wild Rose, and Saffron Oris. And of those three, I loved Cashmere Kumquat. It kind of reminded me of a softer, cozier, warmer version of what I love about Alien. It's a very similar kind of jasmine note, but it's balanced by this amazing sort of citrusy kumquat note, and then notes of vanilla and cashmere. So it kind of feels like if Alien was a little bit softer, a little bit more subdued, and maybe like the version of Alien that you would want to wear if you were wrapped up on your couch in a blanket and you just wanted a sweet, cozy essence of it. And then Apothecary Wild Rose is just like a really fresh, dewy, petally rose. The next question is, what am I personally wearing this fall and winter? And I'm going to lump that into another question, which is like favorite transition scents from summer to fall. I know this is controversial, but I am so not somebody who swaps out my scents based on the season. With that said, like there are definitely certain notes that like I'm not gonna wear in specific seasons. You know, like I'm probably not gonna reach for Arancia di Capri by Aqua di Parma in, you know, the brink of winter. And I'm probably not gonna reach for Angel Share on the hottest summer day. And I know that there's so many, you know, I, I know that there's a science to wearing different scents for different seasons. But with that said, I have tried to compile of my fragrances with the ones that I think are really um, perfect for fall and winter. So that would be Atelier Cafe Tuberosa. Also, I'm really sorry recommending that because it's now sold out and they discontinued it. So I should stop talking about it. BDK Gris Charnel, it is my new favorite sandalwood scent. I don't dislike sandalwood. I just feel kind of, um, I feel like the note blew up and then got overdone. And especially the very specific formulation of sandalwood that you see in all of these fragrances, it's sort of like that um, leathery, 
musky sandalwood note. And I, I just feel like I keep smelling it over and over again. And I'm like, give me something new. That is Gris Charnel. It is such a refreshing, spicy, figgy. It's, it's just such a good sandalwood. So that would be my sandalwood pick. Diptyque Orpheon, I will wear that all year round. That is a great transitional scent. You know, it's like the soft woody scent that almost opens because of the juniper notes, like a gin and tonic. And then it develops into this amazing woody, sweet, enticing jasmine. Bergamot 22 by Lalabo. I will definitely be wearing this fall and winter. Commodity Oris, which is my favorite scent from Commodity. I don't understand why they are not bringing that one back. I think they sell the travel size on their website and it is worth the investment. It is one of my favorite scents ever. And of course, Killian Angel Share. I think that is just like the perfect gourmand that ever existed. It is the ultimate baked cinnamon rolls with none of the cheap ingredients that you might associate with that. There's nothing in there that smells, and I'm going to say this and then I'm going to talk about it, Bath and Body Works. It smells very elegant, not too sweet, not nauseating in any way. And that's a really great segue because someone asked me what my actual thoughts are on Bath and Body Works. And I love Bath and Body Works. Like, yeah, am I going in there and buying their fragrances and dowsing myself on them at this stage of my life? No, but I think Bath and Body Works has paved the way for so many scents. And if you listen to the episode that I just recorded with Ann Gottlieb, we talked about specifically how Bath and Body Works, it's this give and take of, I think that fine fragrance sometimes imitates specialty retail and specialty retail sometimes imitates fine fragrance. So Bath and Body Works really, really paved the way for all of these fruity scents that we now have. They were really the first American company that said smelling edible is something that consumers want. And so if you love all of these amazing fruity florals, if you love Mugler Aura, if you loved all those Escada fragrances, Guys, don't mind the ambulances. Sorry. You have to pay homage to Bath and Body Works because they were the ones that really tapped into that marketplace and realized that people want to smell like pear and apple and caramel. The other thing too is that Bath and Body Works looks at what's trending in the marketplace and they try and create scents that they think will reflect that. So I do think it's a great place to find more affordable versions of trendy perfumes. I haven't tried it personally, but I have heard that Bath and Body Works Kaleidoscope scent is an amazing alternative to Glossier U and that it's a great white musk iris skin scent. So I will definitely be checking that out. So I guess this is similar to what am I wearing this fall and winter, but favorite transition scents specifically from summer to fall. I think for summer to fall, I would look for notes that have elements of citrus, floral, or fresh woody notes um, that skew a little bit darker than something like super bright. So with that, I would say Atelier Jasmine Angelique. It is this beautiful fragrance. It's so green. It's got notes of jasmine and angelica and incense. And because of the greenness in it, it feels super, super summery. It feels like perfect for wearing on a hot day. But because of the incense notes and the vanilla, it has this warmth that bodies it that just really would be lovely in the fall. Commodity Oris, I think is an incredible summer fall scent. It's such a good transitional scent. It's really straddles that middle line between light and heavy. It's just like the equivalent of like a medium bodied wine. I think it's lovely. Bergamot 22, I think is a great one because it is so fresh, but it has, it packs such a punch that I think in the summer, you really um, like the light refreshing citrus element, but in the fall, you really lean into some of the more woody notes in it and the aromatic fiery quality of the fragrance. Diptyque Orpheon, I just talked about this one. 
And again, Gris Charnel, I think these are all scents that really have elements of freshness that make them really, really wearable for the summer. But then they have something a little bit more grounded in them as well that really wear well into the colder months. Okay, what is a fragrance that everybody loves that I don't like or one that I smelled and was just so unpleasantly surprised? You guys know my thoughts on Baccarat Rouge 540, so I'm not gonna say them again because I feel like I'm like a broken record, but I will tell you a few more controversial ones that are very mass appealing that just didn't do it for me. Crystal Noir by Versace, I don't understand the appeal. I, I hate the way those notes are blended and I have tried it on the blotter, I have tried it on skin, it makes me nauseous. I, the coconut note in it, it just, it throws me off. I'm, I'm really not a fan. Another one that has won awards that I think is absolutely nauseating, and I'm saying this because there are other fragrances, but like Versace is an amazing perfume house and Byredo is an amazing perfume house. I could not stand Byredo Sundays. I think it's absolutely disgusting. It was such a scrubber. It smells like a mix of like pine salt and cotton candy and a bad pineapple air freshener. I hated, 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 hated it. So those are two fragrances that I was just like disgusted by. Favorite body washes, shampoos, lotions, and deodorants for layering. You guys, I am so not that girl. I wish I were. I just like, I like to have minimal steps in my routine. And so the idea of like putting on the shampoo that I want to go with this, with that, like it's just too much for me. Um, I will say, hang on, let me get it. I will say I am really liking the deodorant that I recently switched to. I've been trying to switch to a natural deodorant for so long, but I just find that they don't work the same. And I honestly like the smell like, give me the degrees, give me the secrets, give me all those deodorants every day. And so Secret actually has an aluminum free, free of parabens, dyes and talc fragrance that they actually just came out with. And I got it scented in coconut. And I am very content with that fragrance because it smells like all the secret deodorants I used to wear, but apparently it's better for me. I am a sucker for good marketing. Who knows? I am really enjoying it. Aside from perfume, what are my other beauty product essentials? What are my favorite products? Okay, I have a few. I have, I could wax poetic about these all day. The best mascara ever is the Thrive Mascara Liquid Lash Extension. I actually got it because my mom keeps getting served ads on Instagram and she actually like, she is the consumer. Like she's the one who sees an ad for something and is like, I ordered you this thing off Instagram. Like she got this like, weird ass cat litter for my cat that apparently is toxic. And I was like, please stop like watching Instagram ads. So she ordered me this Thrive Mascara. I was expecting to not like it. And then it was like the best mascara I ever used. And here's why. It literally feels like you are putting like an extension on your lashes because of the material of it. It's almost like this like weird rubbery material. And the best thing is that you don't get any black under your eyes at all because of the material of the mascara. When you wash it off, it like clumps together and just comes off. You will never have any darkness under your eyes. And that is amazing. It stays on until you get it wet or you rub it off. Yeah, so 10 out of 10, recommend. A facial cleanser that I love, I'm out of it and I just like have not repurchased it because I have other facial cleansers, but damn, I cannot wait to, is One Love Organics. I love that facial cleanser. I didn't know I could feel so strongly about a cleanser but I love it because it takes off all my makeup and it also moisturizes my skin so well that when I get out, it's already soft and I don't even need to add moisturizer afterwards. A body wash I'm obsessed with, if you listen to my episode with Rosie Johnston, the Rosie Jane of By Rosie Jane, they sent me their new line of body washes and I'm freaking obsessed. 
Every time I take a shower, it feels like I'm in the spa. I absolutely love it. Mission accomplished. I will be buying a replacement when it runs out. My favorite conditioner. Oh my God, my thin hair peeps. Where you at? Let me help you out. I was struggling with such stringy thin hair. It was really sad. Like at work, my other coworker and I, that she also had thin hair. And our other coworkers were all friends. So it's like not like bullying. But they would literally hold our ponytails and try and guess who had thinner hair. Um, really not my finest moment. But my hair got so dry and almost like hay-like. Like I felt like you could see every strand of my hair. It was so bad. So previously I would just cut it myself or I would literally give my mom a pair of like kitchen scissors and be like, can you just cut this off? Like I just didn't feel like investing money in my hair because I was so self-conscious about it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find a really good stylist and she would see what she can do. And she was so nice and gave me such a nice haircut and gave me like confidence. And she also recommended the L'Oreal Expert line, Lipidium Absolute Repair. I'll put it in the notes because like who knows how to spell Lipidium. And she said she swears by it. And I ordered it and it was a game changer. Like truly, truly my hair is just back to like a soft, full texture. And like, I I don't know if it will work for you, but it, it just completely altered my hair and I can't recommend it enough. My favorite foundation, I have tried so many different ones. And if you ever, like if I've ever gotten compliments of my skin on a TikTok video, it is because I'm wearing this one. My favorite foundation, you guys, I swear by this foundation. I have tried different ones over the years. Nothing gives me the results like this one. Bobbi Brown Skin Weightless Powder Foundation. I have an issue too where like foundation looks cakey on my face, like especially on my nose. Like you can just see all of the little like powder spots or like it just sits in my pores. And the Skin Weightless Powder Foundation I actually found because one time I got my makeup done for like my cousin's wedding and the makeup artist was like, oh, you need this. And I'm a sucker for a professional telling me I need something, but the professional was right. I am absolutely obsessed and I've been using it for years and could not recommend it enough. Favorite chapstick? I love O'Keeffe's Lip Repair. I buy it in bulk off the internet. It has such a good taste. It's like minty, but not chapsticky. You know, you get a chapstick that has the taste of chapstick and if you accidentally taste it, you're like, ew. This one actually tastes like sweet mint and I kind of love eating it, but it also just makes my lips really soft. And then my favorite lipstick shade, I always get compliments on this one. I have very thin lips and very pale skin and a lot of times red just does not sit well on my face. Like it just looks, it just looks weird or like it almost looks vampire-like. It's not a good look for me. Pat McGrath Flesh 3. Yes, it looks like a dark ass lipstick and it is, but somehow it just wears absolutely perfectly on my shape of lip and on my skin tone and I cannot recommend it enough if you are looking for a good deep color and have a similar issue. Okay, the next question is what are some good low-key scents specifically for doctors or people in the medical profession in any capacity? I would say, I mean, obviously I don't want to like, you know, if you're really not allowed to wear scent, I'm not going to be like, you should do it. But I think like you can always get away with like Namat Amber. It's truly like a skin scent. I would recommend that. I wouldn't even go... I wouldn't do anything besides white amber for um, that profession just because if someone smells like, you know, an added citrus, even though that's fresh, like it it just might not be okay. I think amber blends amber or namat amber would be my two recommendations. Those are both the easiest, most lovely, mass appealing, just like light soft musks that you can wear that smell like your skin, but glistening. Like it's literally you, but sparkly. And I think Either one of those would be really good low-key scents. 
Someone asked, I love Aura Moogler, but I was allergic to the synthetic vanilla note. Can you recommend something similar? I just reviewed this fragrance, I Am Trash by Etat Libre. Really reminds me of it. I prefer it. It's got that same green apple note. If you like Moogler Aura, but you couldn't wear it, I, and I actually prefer this more, but I would totally go I Am Trash for um, another awesome, fun, sweet green apple shampoo scent. How do you layer scents in what order and in how much do you put on? You guys, I cannot wait because we have a guest coming up in a few weeks. You can um, try and guess who. And she is the queen of layering scents. Literally, you can slide in my DMs if you think you know who I'm talking about. So we will have an episode all about this. I think of layering scents as thinking of cooking, like when you're tasting it at the end to add the extra spices. So if you've made a recipe and you're tasting for like the addition of salt or pepper, that is how I think of layering. Um, I put a fragrance on and I'm like, oh, I wish this had a little more depth to it, or I wish this smelled a little sweeter, or I wish this smelled a little spicier. And so then I try and pick fragrances that I think have those notes. So maybe there is a science, and if there is, we will definitely cover it in that episode. But I think what I do is like, I just really, I really try and act chefy, and I put on a fragrance and I'm like, if only this were a little bit more green. And then I, I just kind of mix and match and see, like maybe I'll put something green on top and I'm like, oh, now it smells too green. I think the top layer should always be the one that you want the strongest smell of because once you put something over, like once you put something over a base, the smell is definitely a little bit more diminished. So make the top layer whatever you want to smell the strongest. What are my favorite oak moss scents? So oak moss in its natural form was actually uh, recently banned by the EU because they found that it was a pretty strong allergen in perfumes, but they still have great synthetic reproductions of it in fragrance. I personally love, when I see that oak moss is in a fragrance, I get excited. To me, it adds this fizzy warmth. Like I feel like oak moss rounds out a fragrance and makes it go like zzz. Like if, if I, if, I don't know, it, it's a feeling. When I put on an oak moss fragrance, I literally, like my tongue goes like zzz. And I think that the best example I could think of um, that might be a good reference point is smell Chloe Nomad. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Chloe Nomad has notes of freesia, notes of plum. It's a, you know, it's like a fun, sweet, uh, fruity, woody scent. But there's an oak moss component that literally makes it zing from from your skin. And that is the best way that I would describe how oak moss influences fragrance. So some other fragrance that have a nice oak moss note that I can recommend would be Byredo Rose Noir. It is Rose Noir is a very complex, intriguing rose. I describe it as the middle child of roses. She is misunderstood and she has a journey and a story to tell. And the oak moss scent is absolutely lovely and intriguing. What else? Oh, another fragrance that I think has a really interesting oak moss scent would be Wilhelm Dear Polly. I've been asked about this fragrance a few times and it, it didn't wow me, so I didn't really speak about it that much, but the best way I can describe it is Elizabeth Arden green tea. It's got that same green tea note, but then the oak moss note is really the thing that puts it over the top. The oak moss adds that zzz to the fragrance. So picture if green tea had a zzz to it. I don't even think this is a word, but you'll if you smell it, you will know exactly what I mean. A classic one, an old fragrance, because people actually ask me, what are some classic fragrances I love? I love Robert Piguet Fracas. I love Estee Lauder Youth Dew. And those are two fragrances that have great oak moss scents in it, especially Youth Dew. Definitely check those out. Jo Malone Grapefruit has a lovely oak moss. C by um, Armani has a great oak moss scent. Those are the kind of the ones that are coming to mind. I think Commodity Moss has a really nice oak moss scent. Those would be my recommendations. 
This is a question I get asked all the time. Um, do I ship to Canada? Just kidding. Only one person asked me that, but I thought it was funny. I am not a fragrance distributor or perfumer. I don't sell perfume. I hope I have listeners and followers in Canada. And if you're listening, a hey. Cologne recommendations for my stinky teenage boy. Okay, a few people have asked me this and I love it. So the fragrances that I think, I, God, there are so many good ones. I really enjoy the polo line for teenage boys. I think whether you go red, blue, or green, you know, that can be like a personal preference, but I think they're such a safe, solid choice for teenage boys. I was obsessed with polo blue when I was a kid. Like every time I smelled it in a magazine, I would rip it out. And I literally wanted a boyfriend just so that I could buy him that fragrance so that he would wear it. Never got the boyfriend um, or the fragrance, but I think that one's lovely. The green one is a bit more mossy. You're going to get more of a patchouli note, and the red one has more of like a spice to it. Hugo Boss also makes a really nice fragrance that I think is pretty good for teenage boys. I forget which one it is, but it's really lovely. And then randomly, and I posted a video about this, Toomey, I think Toomey is doing fragrance really well. They have a scent called Awaken, and I think it's so universally appealing. Even though I could see it on like a fully grown adult, I feel like it would be really good for a teenage boy. It's like that fresh classic blue note that I think is so appealing um, and easy to wear, especially, you know, maybe when you're not like, I don't know if I'd give it to like a 13 year old, but I think like if a 17 year old is trying to get into cologne, I think Toomey Awaken is a great freshy gateway to get them in. Someone else asked, my favorite scent is white musk from the body shop. What is similar? And that would be, again, those sort of like white musk, white amber notes that I've talked about before. So definitely try Rosie by Rosie Jane. That is the ultimate white musk fragrance. If you like white musk, this is your white musk scent. Um, She also makes one called Dylan, which like if you're trying to like go in a slightly new direction, but you like the idea of white musk, Dylan is sort of a white musk balanced by notes of like frankincense and woody notes. So it's like a twist on the white musk. I think it's really lovely. Juliet has a gun is another one. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it is in that category. Namat Amber, which I am a huge fan of. Dead Cool Milk is a great layering fragrance. DS and Durja, I don't know what is a great layering fragrance. That's a very trendy thing right now. A lot of um, perfume lines are coming out with specifically fragrances that they're marketing as layering fragrances. When you see that, you can almost always assume that it is some sort of white musk fragrance. So any of those are a good bet. What are my favorite scents for men? Ugh, I have so many. Um, I'm just gonna name the ones that my boyfriend wears that I am obsessed with. Call me basic, I'm freaking obsessed with Aventus Cologne. It is not Aventus. Aventus comes in a black bottle. Aventus Cologne comes in a gray bottle. I think Aventus Cologne is infinitely better. I will talk to anybody any time of day about this. I love Aventus Cologne and when my boyfriend wears it, I literally, I'm like a moth to a flame. I think it is the most sexy smell. He actually wore it to work the other day and he was in our room and I was sleeping and I like woke up and sat up upright in bed and I was like, are you wearing Aventus? And he was like, yeah, go back to bed, crazy. I'm I'm obsessed with it. I love Memo Sicilian Leather. I just gifted that to uh, my boyfriend for his 30th birthday. And that is such an amazing scent because that is an amazing, versatile year-round leather scent. You hear leather, you know, it's such a versatile leather scent. You hear leather and you automatically think fall and winter. But this is one you could wear in every season because it has this amazing, amazing citrus facet to it. And I just, I love how fresh this, this leather fragrance wears. I think sometimes... You know, they wear it like a lower range and this one just, it, it's just absolutely stunning. It, the citrus really opens in the beginning 
and then it dries down to the most lovely nice leather scent there's also an element of something clean in it like there's something a little bit soapy in the opening in a really really good refreshing way that I just can't get enough of Um, another leather scent I love is Malin and Getz leather I think that's an incredibly well done leather for a great designer um, fragrance I sorry maybe it's basic but I love blue de Chanel there's a reason why it's a bestseller I think it's just so mass appealing it's a lovely spicy fresh blue musky scent um what else Guerlain vetiver uh i love Guerlain vetiver i think we should bring it back to me Guerlain vetiver smells like a kind man a man with kind eyes someone asked me to scent colin firth and i said Guerlain vetiver it is really like it is for just like a sweet soul there's something really soothing about that scent what else oh another classic scent that i would love to bring back for the same kind of reason of why I love Guerlain Vetiver. And yes, it definitely doesn't wear youthful. Like, I think this would be for someone definitely like, in, like you know, maybe in their 30s or, or higher. But I think it's so lovely. It's just, ugh, it's like, it's like a spicy citrus scent. And it's really refreshing is Dior Eau Sauvage. Not Dior Sauvage. I don't like Dior Sauvage. But Dior Eau Sauvage, maybe like your grandfather wore it. It's so nice to me. I... I yeah, I just really like that one. And then going into sort of like that more like incensey, woody, fiery vibe, I love Black Afghano by Nasamoto. That smells like hashish. It is like, oh, it's like this sweet tobacco-y, leathery scent that I just can't get enough of. And another one that I also love that's like super incensey and woody is Dies and Durja Amber Kiso. Oh my God, it is warm. It is sexy. It is so good. Where do I get my samples? I get my samples from all different places and I'll tell you what I use and for what. Twisted Lily is amazing and actually you guys, of all the ones I'm about to talk about, they are the only ones where I can pass on a discount to you. I can get you 10% off if you use the code. I'll put it in the notes of this episode. The reason I love Twisted Lily is because all of their testers come with atomizers and they are all nice glass bottles, which means they are not going to leak along the way and you don't have to dab them on your skin. I think it is so incredibly difficult to get a good sense of a fragrance if all you're doing is dabbing it on your skin. You need to use an atomizer to really experience the fragrance, spray multiple sprays, see how it wears on different parts of your body. And so for that, I I absolutely adore them. Another reason I love Twisted Lily is that they send you their samples in like individual sample things. So you get the little piece of cardboard that gives you like the notes and the vision behind the fragrance so that you have a little bit more information as you're smelling it. Another site that also does atomizers that I like is Fragrance Decant Boutique. I've had very um, good experiences with them. The only thing I will say about Fragrance Decant Boutique is their website is like incredibly slow and the user experience on their website is a little bit annoying. So I would use Fragrance Decant Boutique if you know exactly what you're looking for and you could just go on their website and search it. It's definitely a harder experience to like browse their selection just because I find their their website to not work well. But another great thing about Fragrance Decant Boutique is that you can get decants. So whereas Twisted Lily just gives you samples, say you know you don't want to invest in a full bottle, um, but you want something more than the traditional sample size, um, you know, little flacon that they send, at Fragrance Degan Boutique, you could get like any size bottle in the middle. So you can give yourself like a travel size, you know, you can get something that's like one milliliter instead of the full bottle, half a milliliter, whatever it is that you want. They have great size options. 
The Perfume Court is another site I love, and I think they have an incredible curated selection. If you don't know that much about perfume and you don't know where to start, definitely start with the Perfume Court. They do send dabbers, unfortunately, which is one thing that I'm like, ah, but their curations are so good that it is worth it. So you can search on their homepage. You can get uh, an entire sample set that's curated by the same perfumer or the same perfume house or the same note or an award-winning fragrance or a fragrance for a date night or a fragrance for your horoscope. And so I love the way that they curate the sample sets that they send. And say, for example, you're not particularly familiar with a note. You're like, do I actually like patchouli? You can order a patchouli sample set and like explore the range and really get a better sense of what patchouli does to perfume, what it is in fragrance, and see a range of beautifully executed patchouli fragrances and form your own opinions. So that is great. Lucky Scent, I really don't order that much from because they do send dabbers. And yeah, I just usually get from other places. But Lucky Scent is great for really hard to find perfumes. I find that when no other fragrance site is selling a sample, you can usually find it on Lucky Scent. Okay, you guys, we are wrapping up. What are the fragrances that I am most sad that they were discontinued? I have so many. Okay, Lancome Magnifique. It came in a red bottle. I was absolutely obsessed with this fragrance. It was one of the fragrances I wore as a teenager. It was spicy. It was woody. It was sweet. It was everything I wanted it to be. Lancome, bring it back. Why did you discontinue it? It was so lovely. Like one of my fave fragrances. I wish I could smell it again. I can still remember what it smelled like. Same with Marc Jacobs Alola, and I just interviewed Ann Gottlieb and we talked all about it. I thought Marc Jacobs Alola was such a pretty, sweet, warm floral scent, and I wore it all the time in college. Commodity Oris, what gives commodity? I freaking love you. You're bringing back all these scents. Why not Oris? Same with Commodity Velvet. I mean, maybe you are bringing back Velvet, but I don't see it on the website. Commodity Velvet is amazing. It smells similar to Maison Margiela by The Fireplace if you like that one. It smells nutty and gourmandy and fiery and like you are toasting marshmallows. I adore it. And uh, Escada Ibiza Hippie. That was the fragrance that like first made me feel like sexy, which is hilarious because I was like a 10 year old kid with like buck teeth and um, I would walk around spritzing myself in Ibiza Hippie and um, it didn't really, I can't say it was really an aphrodisiac for others, but I felt very confident in it. Okay. And last question, what are the fragrances that if I could get a full bottle right now, I would buy a full bottle? Pan Halligan's Cairo, Parfum de Marley Meliora, Maison Francis Kirkjohn Oud Satin Mood, BDK Gris Charnel, Commodity Oris, I have the travel, I don't even think they sell a bottle, but I freaking want it. Altea Yusan, such a lovely, lovely skin scent, I'm obsessed. Le Labo Bergamot 22, Diptyque Orpheon, Aaron Evening Rose, Killian Angel Share, Mask Milano Last Alice, Aesop Marrakesh, Diaz and Durja Cowboy Grass, and Montal Wild Pears. If I had full bottles of those, I feel like my collection would just be like the most, that was a chef's kiss by the way, would just be like absolutely amazing. I think those are perfumes I, ne- I can't get enough of. You hear me talk about them all the time because they are in my like, just like top list for life. I think they're so well executed. So you guys, this has been my solo episode. Um, I hope you liked it. If you do like it, maybe I'll do more of them in the future. And if not, we, we never have to go through this again. But thank you so much for all of your support. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez.